The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Hey, Jess, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to um, process through everything we've been chatting about um, on this episode because, um, as you know, Liv shared something with me the other night that made my stomach drop as a parent. And it was just such a moment where I was like, wow, this is a moment where I feel like I need to put a lot of things that I've learned into practice and know that this is a learning moment for her and for me. And she just said, mommy, I don't feel pretty. And I just, I'm like, where did that even come from? What the heck do I do now? And I mean, I I was texting you. So, so, you know, that we've wanted to chat about this, but yeah, it, it was such a shocking thing to hear a four-year-old say that and actually process her own thought process and emotions. It's one of those moments that's just gut-wrenching. I mean, a four-year-old starting to notice that she, how she looks and comparing herself to, you know, other people. And we know that they compare themselves starting that young, but when you first hear it, it's just like, oh my gosh. And you project to the future. What is cool about this is that you texted me. We just did a couple quick back and forth conversations, but we're like, let's put a pin in this conversation and let's talk it all through on the podcast as opposed to talking it and then doing it again on the podcast. So I'm really excited for this. Me too. Okay. Walk me through. So walk everyone through what happened. So obviously in that moment, I did kind of froze. It was like when time stopped and you're like, okay, I might be blacking out right now. And I do feel like God was with me in that moment because I was like, oh my gosh, what is what is the first thing that I'm going to tell her? And what would I need my little self to hear, honestly? That was kind of another thought process. Ooh, um, what a good way to approach it. Right? Because I'm also realizing in being a parent is like, yes, we're teaching our kids, but we're teaching ourselves. And we're also relearning how to parent ourselves yes. for things that that we might not have gotten as a kid or had certain emotional or physical needs met. And so I thought this is really a chance to begin giving her tools and simultaneously remind myself for what to do in these moments of feeling not good enough or not pretty enough, because we all know that happens. I mean, that's life. We can't, we can't avoid that. Even for boys, it's, I think that we think, oh, it's just girls, but it's guys too. And, and so- I, just, I don't want her to feel that way or to to feel the way that I felt as a kid sometimes. And then I never had the the wherewithal, I guess, to be able to communicate it. So this is, it's not ironic, but she was holding a Barbie doll, which I've never wanted to throw <laughs> Barbies away so fast. I've always had that thought about Barbies and, and my hesitation in buying them. But I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so unrealistic. For any child to look at a Barbie, I'm like, my boys are seeing these Barbies and seeing that this is what a normal, what they think a normal girl looks like. And that's not okay. I'm not okay with that. But yet I'm buying them 
<laughs> so yeah. anyways, she was holding her Barbie doll and we're also coming off of a week where she was in a wedding and she got her hair done and curled and, you know, a little blush on and a little eyeshadow because she was so excited. All the other girls were getting dressed. And and that's when, of course, it's natural for any adult to be like, oh, you look so pretty because, you know, that's just a you natural do. thing yeah. for us to say. You look pretty. I think that I don't, I don't even know where it came from. And so the first thing out of my mouth was just like, Liv, you look so you are so beautiful inside and out. Like we talk about this a lot. And I just said, what, what made you think of that? Or what made you feel that way? And she just said, I don't know. It just, I just thought of it. And I just, I look at myself and I just don't feel pretty. And I was like, like crushed to the core. And so I was like, you know what, Liv, we all feel that way sometimes. Mommy feels that way sometimes. And and this is what I do. And I affirm myself. And just like we do at bedtime at night, we're like, I am strong. I am smart. I am brave. And like, these are the things that make us beautiful. And also, you are beautiful on the outside and the inside. But the inside is like what really matters. And so I was like, I'll say this. And then you repeat it back to me. Um, oh. And... So I said about myself, which also kind of made me tear up. I'm like, all right, my name's Haley and I am smart. I'm kind. I'm giving. You know, I just said all these things. And and that's what makes me beautiful. And I love myself. And I said, now it's your turn. And she's like, I'm Liv and I'm not pretty. And I was like, oh, God. No, and I said, OK, let's switch this up a bit. All right. I'm going to pretend I'm you. I'm going to double for you, which we learned this at onsite. You do like role playing and it's very cool and super effective. So I was like, let me try this with my child. And I said, I'm Olivia and I am so smart and I'm beautiful and I'm kind and I am so gentle and I'm, you know, just all the things went through. I'm brave and that's what makes me beautiful. And the smile that she gave me, it was just like, she just needed to hear that. And that what I was so grateful for the on-site tool. I mean, I know that we, a lot of parents, we all kind of do the affirmations, but the mirroring back to self, I think was super powerful in that moment for her. I mean, I, I, mean, I think I went through a hundred different things. We had like a 20 minute long conversation. And again, I just think I, I blacked out. But yeah, it's like, what do you, what do you say in those moments and how do we teach ourselves and our kids what beauty is? So first of all, you handled that so beautifully. I can just tell you, I've got the tools and I would have frozen and not done any of those things you did. You handled that so beautifully and you listened to her. And I think that that moment, especially for you, had to have been so triggering because you're projecting into the future of, okay, I don't want my kid to have an eating disorder. I don't want my kid to not feel beautiful. I don't want my kid to have low self-esteem, all the things that we work so hard for. And you're so intentional with your language and everything you're doing that when she said that, it's it's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's hard for us to see our kids in pain, period. I know it's hard for us to see our kids in pain, period. But there are some of those painful moments that are more painful than others for us to sit with. 
So I could imagine for Liv, it's much easier for you if she said, I'm feeling sad because, you know, Atlas or Luca hit me or something like that, as opposed right. to I'm feeling sad because I don't feel pretty. Right. And those just dig, those dig deep. Mm-hmm. And the thing to remember is it doesn't actually matter what the painful thing they are disclosing to you is the approach is actually the same because they're sharing, they're telling us something. They're telling us that they're having an unpleasant, painful, sad feeling. And so the first thing that's so normal that we all do is we want to jump in and we want to say, oh no, Liv, no, Liv, you're so pretty. Like you're so pretty. It's natural. We all want to do that. But what we're unintentionally Mm -hmm. doing when we say that is we're shutting down the conversation. So if there's one Mm -hmm. thing to remember is we always want to open up conversations and not shut them down. Right. The other thing is, is that we're just dismissing their feelings. She's sharing something and she wants to process that feeling. And by just saying you're pretty, we're just dismissing it. And then we're also double downing on the beauty aspect, because we're saying, she's saying, I don't feel pretty. And we're saying, oh, but you are pretty. So we're saying that's what we value. And so the biggest thing Mm -hmm. is kind of just to think about that and try to resist that urge. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been doing with my kid all the time over these types of things. Don't worry. Don't feel bad. We have to have compassion. The truth is, we can always revisit these conversations. There's always time for a do-over. And that actually is really powerful. So if you have been shutting down the conversation, simply you just say, mommy said something the other day and she wasn't the most helpful in her response. Let's let's reopen that conversation. Mm. So I think our natural impulse, which I've done with Bryce all the time, even I know not to do it. That is such a good reminder because I think it's just our instinct to be like, no, you really are. Like, You are beautiful, but we see their self-worth, right? We want them so badly. We know that our kids are beautiful on the inside and out, and we want them to see that. But by telling them that, we're just dismissing it, and then we're not helping them have the tools. Right. We are going to take a quick break to talk about our new coffee obsession and sponsor for Sigmatic. We know that all the parents out there take their coffee seriously, as they should. And Four Sigmatic is a wellness company that is well known for its delicious mushroom coffee that is real organic fair trade coffee with lion's mane mushroom for productivity and chaga mushroom for immune support. I've been starting my day with Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee with lion's mane instead of my go-to tea and am loving it and I didn't even realize I was needing it. It gives me the caffeine I need with three kids, but I've also noticed that it helps me focus more and be more productive throughout the day without feeling jittery or having a mid-afternoon crash. You're probably thinking just like I did, wait, does the coffee taste like mushrooms? No, it doesn't. It tastes like coffee and is amazing. We love Four Sigmatic products because they're all organic and plant-based and every single batch is third-party lab tested to ensure its purity and safety so you know you're getting the highest quality coffee and mushrooms possible. We're so excited for you to try it because finding anything to help us with energy and productivity is music to our mom ears. We've worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee but this is just for Meaningful Living listeners. Get up to 40% off on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash meaning. This offer is only for Meaningful Living listeners and is not available on their regular website. 
You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. So go right now to F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash meaning and fuel your mornings with some delicious mushroom coffee. Now let's get back to our conversation. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait, are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Allie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone, Mary, Barry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone, Mary, Barry is brought to you by Sakara, Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. So here's how to approach it. Number one, take a deep breath. Super simple. Just take a deep breath. And the reason I say to take a deep breath is so that we're not reacting emotionally. We want to react with our brain. And then number two is just open up the conversation instead of closing it off. So listen without fixing. So listen without arguing with them or trying to convince them that they're beautiful or whatever the painful experience is. And then one of the things I love to say is, as your mom, I know that you are amazing on the inside and out. And Haley, you said that to her. You know, you are beautiful on the inside and out. So you're amazing on the inside and out, but it sounds like you're really sad and, and struggling. Tell me about it. Open up mm-hmm. the conversation, see where they're coming from. What's interesting about that is that when we let them sit in that unpleasant feeling and talk about it and we listen without judgment or without a big, strong reaction, that actually tells them that number one, we're safe to talk to and it helps them learn the skills to move through these unpleasant behavior, unpleasant feelings, I should say. Right. It is a little nerve wracking when you're like, okay, this is going to be one of those moments. I mean, I know there's going to be so many moments in life that are, that can be great learning moments, but I was like, this is one of those moments. And so I don't want to screw up. I don't want to screw it up. How do I do this? But also it was just like, it really was kind of not triggering, but I guess it was like, oh, wow, we all do feel this way. Like, and think about Even at social four. media. Yeah. At Even four. at four. Even with like now with social media and filters, Facetune, Photoshop, like all these things, we are bombarded with it every day. And now our kids, I mean, even starting with little kids, they see Barbies and she was yeah. holding that Barbie and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why, why? Should I throw away all the Barbies? <laughs> it makes me want to. It makes me want to never wear makeup again, which might be scary, <laughs> and to throw away all the Barbies. But I'm like, that is not realistic because it's it's in our life. So how do we learn to cope with it for our kids and for us and give them the tools? 
Totally. The other thing to remember is that this is a moment in time. And so when you just sit there and talk with your kid and then do everything like you said, you did it so beautifully of talking about all the things on the inside that matter and that you're always here and just know this moment will pass. And as they kind of sit in it, know that they're not shamed for having those feelings. Sometimes what happens unintentionally, we're so well-intended when we shut down that conversation, the message she then receives is this is so off limits. This is something that is scary for mom or scary for dad. And so I'm just going to keep it to myself. And we really want our kids to share it with us in that moment. So there's not, you don't need to fix it to convince her that she's beautiful. You just really need to sit there and listen and just say, okay. And now in those moments is not when we really combat it. How we combat it is you're right. We can't shield them even in preschool. So we have educators who they're whole intent is they are so well-intended. They love children and they really want them to grow and learn. And in preschool, they're learning about kind of red light, green light, yellow light foods, or how to count sugar on a nutrition label. Or, you know, you turn on Sesame Street and it's like spinach is the best and it makes your body strong and you're, you're, bombarded with diet culture all the time. It's interesting that it happened this Mm. week because it is Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And so this is obviously something we're so passionate about. Yeah. It's bizarre that it happened now. And I should say this is this is the reason I I went into the field I did because when I was learning about eating disorders and disordered eating, and I started to look along the spectrum, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many things that we grew up with that we are doing that are completely well-intended, but we're actually perpetuating this diet culture. We're Mm -hmm. actually sending the message that we're trying to not send our kids all the time. And so we can change our language and we can combat it. And so it's not about shielding them. It's about helping them build that critical thinking over time. So it's lots of small conversations. It's lots of, not redirection. It's a lot of, let's see what the world is and this is how we do it in our home. So the first, and I think maybe the most important thing is watch what we praise. When we praise, we're signaling to our kids what our values are. So when, just like at, when she was a flower girl, right? So when we're, we're praising her for her beauty, what we're saying is how you look is really important. And that's not to say we can't ever tell our kids that they're beautiful, but we need to just remember that we need to be praising things on the inside and not just to them, but to ourselves and to other people because they are watching what we do. So if we're constantly scrolling through Instagram and our comment is, oh, that person's so beautiful. Look at that outfit. I love it. Look at her makeup. We're signaling that really matters. Mm -hmm. When we're just praising our kids for how beautiful they are or, you know, how strong they are or something on the outside, we're signaling to our kids that's what really matters. And so just know that praise hits kids really hard. And so praising things on the inside for yourself, for others, and for your kids is super powerful. Totally. So this morning I was getting ready to come here to the studio and I was putting on my makeup. I try and do it before the kids wake up, but she's been waking up like 20 minutes earlier coming into our room. That's a whole nother topic. (laughs) (laughs) I was putting on makeup and I don't even wear that much makeup. I, I'm i not very good at putting on makeup to begin with, and that's part of the reason. <laughs> so I'm pretty basic. Like I put my foundation on, a little blush, mascara, and I'm like, let's roll. But then she came in and she was like, 
I need to put makeup on today. And I was like, you know, Liv, makeup's only for some days. Like, we don't need makeup because she said, I want to feel pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we don't need makeup every day. Like, you're always pretty. And we're always beautiful without makeup. And I have to, like, remember to say it as I'm talking to myself. Like, I don't need makeup to feel beautiful. I don't need makeup to get through this day, even though I'd love to cover up my zit right here on the cheek. Um, Even though we do, right? We're sending, like, we do do. want, we do. I'm like, how do I tell her this? But I'm totally contradicting myself because here I am putting it on. And I was like, I'm going into work today. And so I'm, I'm just putting on a little makeup, but we don't need makeup to feel beautiful. (laughs) So I'm like, I've totally botched this. What do we say in times like that? It's, it's hard because kids know when we're kind of, it's like a slippery slope. When we're lying, when we do something, when there's a double standard, they pick up on it. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, there is no perfect way to handle it. I would try to get your makeup on as much where she's not seeing it as much. But I would also say, you know, makeup is something for adults. Sometimes we get to play around with makeup as kids, but I would start to have less makeup for her. I bought her makeup for her birthday, so I feel like I'm perpetuating <laughs> this prettiness and I feel terrible. No, she loves it. But it is I fun. would have... Yeah, it is fun, but I would have it more as a fun situation. And so more so if you think when you take your kids to get your nails done, that's not something that happens every single day. And that's a fun thing to go out and do. Makeup is something that is an everyday ritual. And we definitely don't want her to be in the spot right now where an everyday ritual is for her to put on makeup because she's a kid. And so we want her to be a kid. So I would say minimize the amount of makeup that she has and kind of do a toy rotation where that's not something she has all the time. And explain to her, makeup is is an adult thing. Just like we don't give alcohol or we don't give other types of things to them, mm-hmm. there can be a situation where we say, you know, adults wear it every single day. Kids do it once in a while mm-hmm. and leave it at that. Because if she's putting it on regularly, then it's almost like then she feels she needs it. Right. She said, <laughs> this was kind of funny. But then I was like, oh my gosh, where did she hear this? Probably from me. I have like, my foundation is basically just a skin tint, like SPF moisturizer. And she was like, mommy, I need a little bit of that. And I know it's, it's totally clean beauty. I could give it to her. She's like, I just need a little color on my face. I was like, where did you get that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. See, they pick up, they pick up on everything. They pick up on everything. And it's not the goal is not to not have these conversations come up or not have these moments come up, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not your fault that these things are coming up. This is natural, but it's what we do in our house kind of in all of the rest of the moments, not when it's in the moment of the makeup, but more so in the moments outside of the makeup, complimenting her like you guys already do with all these affirmations on how she is on the inside. Right. And then with her, as like, she's super aware. So she's a type of kid that we can start talking about airbrushing. And here, here's a picture. You can even show her. Here's what mommy looked like before. And here's what they did when it was airbrushed. Like she's still a little young for that now. But Mm -hmm. as she gets older, that's going to be an important conversation with her because you want to show her what these filters are and what airbrushing does and, and how people look natural. And just what makes people beautiful. It's not the outside that makes people beautiful. It's on the inside. Mm -hmm. And and toys, their whole world right now is is toys and what they're exposed to. And so really bringing in toys that represent every type of weight 
represent every type of skin tone, represent every type of different beauty, right? So that gives them a representation of the world a little bit more. And books, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bryce's loving, Brett Young's book, Love You Little Lady. And oh, it's I really cute book. and it has a really good message in it, right? It really is talking about uh, what is on the inside. And it's not that books necessarily are just the teaching tool. I love using books to open up the conversation. So you can ask them, like, what do you see that's so amazing about that dog or that person or whatever it may be? And so you can use that as a teaching tool to open up those conversations. And then what we always talk about being neutral about food in our bodies. When we look in the mirror, and we say, I'm so fat, or my diet starts tomorrow, or I've got to unbutton my jeans, or my cleanse starts. They hear that. That's diet culture. And the truth is we all deserve in some way to break free of diet culture. And when we become parents, it's a really good time to check our language and realize that. But these little comments, they're noticing. 100% they're noticing. Mm -hmm. Now with four, Bryce is almost four, but at three and a half, he's He'll say things to me a day, two days, two weeks later of something that I said. And I'm like, holy cow, you fully remember that? I need to watch my language. And like, how did you remember that? But you didn't remember when I said, please go make your bed? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> of course. And I I have to watch myself. I, I am someone that I feel good about myself. And there are moments though when like everyone, when you don't feel good. And I'm now a new person, right? I don't have the same hair and I have a port that sticks out of my chest and I'm swollen. And I've been realizing like, oh my gosh, I need to just own that. All of these comments Bryce starts hearing, like I need to stop this and I deserve to feel better about myself. But I also don't want him hearing these small little comments because this is the new me. This is who I am. And so you have to embrace it. So the more that we can just be super neutral about our bodies and food and praise what's on the inside, that's what's important. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, my mom was on Weight Watchers. And I mean, that was just like the thing then. And I think still some people do it, but that was like a big deal then and very popular. But it was like counting points. And I would be like, mom, how many points is this? And I was like, ooh, so I can't have it. And it just became such a a numbers game. And how many calories is this? And so it's hard to, to kind of switch your mentality. But I think it's when you have kids that you're like, oh my gosh, I do not want that for my kids because I see the effect that it had on me. And it's not easy to overcome. It's not easy to overcome. I would say probably when I'm talking to women and men, right? This this affects women and men. But when I talk to moms who I talk to the most, when I'm talking about feeding their baby, I think we see so much about feeding kids and feeding babies all about what we feed them. Are you giving them spinach? Are you giving them broccoli? What are you starting with? The number one question I always open up a session with is, what is your intent with feeding? What are your fears? And honestly, the number one thing I get is I'm afraid that I'm going to pass down either my disordered eating or my kid's going to be way too picky or they're going to eat the way that I eat. And I don't want that for them. Mm -hmm. And the way that we break that cycle is opening the conversation like we're doing right now and really learning how we feed. How do we neutralize that language? How do we not bring diets into our home? Because our kids pick up on it. 
and it's hard to break, but they will pick up on it. I had a mom that was doing Weight Watchers that was cutting off the top of the recipes because she didn't want her kids to realize that she was doing Weight Watchers, but she wanted to be on a diet. And she said it gave took like two weeks. And somehow I was talking to a friend somewhere in a different room. And all of a sudden, my kid, as I was putting them down, was like, mommy, did you, did you get the right amount of points today on Weight Watchers? And she was like, what <laughs> just happened? So as much as we think we are, that we can shield them, we can't. They notice it. And so we have to we have to reparent ourselves just like we do in parenting. We got to redo it when it comes to diet culture. And it's a gift to give. Yeah. And we can't hide it. We, we need to, it. to practice what we preach. And you said it earlier, Liv is so aware of her emotions and how she feels and she isn't afraid to communicate it. But I was thinking about this this morning. And I mean, when I was a kid, I felt all of these things. Like I felt like too big and I felt you know, I felt like I was a lot bigger than my friends and I didn't feel pretty. And I mean, all those things that she, she is now starting to say, but I did not feel comfortable ever saying it out loud. And I'm just, I'm sure there's so many boys and girls that are in the same situation, whether it's, I don't feel strong enough. I, I feel ugly. I mean, I've heard of, of little boys saying that I feel ugly and it breaks my heart, but I think it's our job as parents to really be in tune and aware of of how they might be feeling and just like keep that communication and open dialogue going so that we can have them be open with us, but also just to kind of switch that narrative and give them the tools that that we all need, actually. Yes, yes, yes. Amen to that. Uh, it's all about opening up the conversation and we want to be, maybe you don't. And if you don't, that's okay. But I think a lot of us want us as parents to be the safe people for our kids to have conversations. And the Mm -hmm. way that we show that we're safe is by letting those uncomfortable, painful moments happen and that you sit with them and that you listen and you don't judge them. And yes, and we can teach and we can do all of those other things, but really just listening and just being that sounding board shows that you're safe and then they'll keep asking you and talking to you about it. So good. There's one thing you mentioned yesterday we were texting and I think you mentioned to make like, what was it? A a diagram. Yes. Yeah. A diagram about, so, okay. So (laughs) Thanksgiving, there's like a grateful turkey. I don't know if any of you have ever done that, but you basically once a day or once a week, you write what you're grateful for and you put it on a turkey. When we're talking about people and we're talking about bodies, we need to talk about what is on the inside that's so great. And so what I love is either doing an all about me. So you could literally put a picture of Liv up and every day just write a word about that she picks out of what she likes about herself. And you put it on and you put it up and that becomes something that you do with each other. And that's great because then you are showing that that is important to you. And it's teaching her those affirmations. Because sometimes when we say affirmations and they just say it over and over, that just becomes root memorization. But when they have to think of something new, that's really them digging deep and building that self-esteem. Such a good idea. And I'm going to do that today. Do that and do that with Liv. All right, Jess, thank you so much. I always love processing things with you and learning and, and growing and being a better parent. I love this. I loved this conversation. I'm proud of you for being so open about it because everyone struggles with this and every kid has unpleasant 
feelings that are painful for us to hear. And I know that it's really scary. We project into the future and it's really about staying in the now, not projecting to the future, but being super intentional with what we do and how we handle it. So I'm proud of you for how you handled it and for opening up this conversation. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.